felt something good this morning. I told somebody, I said, I, I don't know, I feel God's going to do something good today. Amen. I just felt it when, when I got driving over here. I was telling James, there's just something different today. We always come to worship God, but that's a special moving that God puts in, in the church that, and people that, like I've been, I've been feeling it. Last, you know, this morning when I got over here, man, I just honored the Lord in worship. I just honored him and praised him in worship. And I found in my heart when I was praying this morning that God said, son, you got to narrow that, that gap. That this is what you got to do. That I am it. I am, the, I am to be worshiped. I am to be served. I am to, I am to be put first. There's nothing better than to worship God. There's nothing that sets people free more than worship. You understand what I'm saying? And it don't necessarily have to just be here. It could be in your own private time with God when you're on your knees. And just Listen, we think we've got to tell God a bunch of stuff, but we don't have to say much sometimes. We just have to listen. We just have to let God stir our hearts and let the spirit of worship come out. Amen? He's a big God. I said he's a big God. <laughs> Listen, I was watching something the other day. Man, my mind was just blown. The great power of God, the glory that he possessed. And we were, me and Jansen was watching it one morning about this guy was explaining the universe. And explaining the, the, the vastness of it and the power of it and the things that are out there. And, and I think about it all the time. He, he just thought about that. God said, I think that I'm going to make a galaxy here, and I'm going to make a galaxy here, and I'm going to put one here, and I'm going to put one here. I'm going to make all, and he just out of his mouth. <laughs> I got a problem putting one foot in front of the other sometimes, but here's God in all of his glory. I mean, he's speaking all that stuff, man. He, he's just coming out. He's just, let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. The power and the energy and the glory that fills the universe is unreal. You know how small I felt? And I really thought I was something. Oh, baloney. <laughs> Listen, God knows how to humble us. Amen? I want to preach to you this morning on a subject. There's something about God that most people are not talking about anymore because you know why? We're too busy trying to glorify man. Right? We're too too busy trying to make man sound like he's God. Even got preachers that say that. I'm a little God. I'm a little God. No, you're not a little God. You're not. There's only one God and one Son, Jesus. And that's where the glory deserves or goes to. Not to a man. And I was just thinking about some things. And, and you know, to me, as a believer, not necessarily as a pastor or as a believer, that I have, a, I have a responsibility. If I'm going to get anything from God, i got to meet God where he wants me. i gotta, I got to find God. i got to search God in my heart. i got to know. Listen, I love talking about the universe, and I love talking about the creation. The Bible says God stretched out the heavens. They, didn't even, they can't even see the end of it. With all their technology, with all their knowledge, with all their ability... They can't find the end of the universe. And I tell people all the time, you know, the only reason why they developed the light year, which is light my travels at 186,000 miles per second. As quick as light moves, it can move at 186,000 miles in one second. They estimate to get from the sun to the earth, it takes about eight minutes. 
As quick as you snap your finger, light can go around the whole earth. That's how fast light moves. So they developed the light year because they couldn't number or find a number in size to count the size of the universe. You can't say it's one billion or two billion miles long. Or No, they had to develop. That's how fast light travels at 186,000 miles per second in one year. <laughs> I'm not trying to get on that. But man, I said, man. They estimate just to get into the nearest star to us. The our solar system light has to travel 186,000 miles per second for four years to get to the nearest star to our solar system, the nearest star that we can see. It has to travel 100 million years to travel across our Milky Way, where our solar system is. And you know, when I look at that stuff and I say, what was God thinking? <laughs> God possesses a power and a glory that mean you can't even begin to imagine. But one thing about God's character, and that's what I want to talk about this morning, God is holy. And what does that mean? What, first Peter says it like this. I want to say in chapter 1, verse 16, or 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16. He says, be holy, for I am holy. And without holiness... No man shall see God. Now, what is God asking us to be? You can't be God. But you can sure adopt the attributes of God. Where God sees sin as sin. God sees things that, that the world is not seeing right now. Even the church doesn't understand what God is. Or how holy God is. God's holiness, and I'm going to say this very clearly. I want you to listen to me. God's holiness is God's character. All right? When God says, thou shalt not make any gods before me. Thou shalt not make any engraven image of any likeness of anything in the earth. And I can go through the Ten Commandments. That is not ten opinions. You heard me say that before. That's not what God thinks you ought to do. It says, thus said the Lord. As a, uh, as a holy God, he sees things only in one view. Holy. He doesn't see. Listen, when God judges the earth and does judges unrighteous, because the earth is not holy. When God judges people because they're not holy. When God allows things to come into your life because you refuse to live a holy life. Uh oh, <laughs> I better preach something. <laughs> you refuse to obey his word. When you don't obey his, his word, you're, you're disobeying the holy God. A God that demands one thing holiness. Right? Since you might say, that leaves me out. No, it does not leave you out. If you're born again, you're, you're living in the holiness of Christ. But you can't live for Christ and live like the devil. He's not going to accept a halfway walk. He demands holiness, right? God is holy. Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. And I want to show you something real quick. I need my glasses. <laughs> We're living in a very unholy time, unholy age, where men have blasphemed God. Well, actually, I want to go to Isaiah 5 first, first uh, verse 20. <laughs> you know, I was listening to some... I call them preachers, but they're not preachers. They're liars. <laughs> but 
they, they're saying things that God forbids to come out of the mouth of a Christian. They're receiving glory of man and not giving it to God. I want to remind you in the book of Acts where there was a certain king called Herod. Now, his, he was the son of Herod Antipas, the one that had John the Baptist beheaded. That story sickens me. Because John the Baptist was preaching in the wilderness. And Herod was an ungodly king. And what he did, he took his brother Philip's wife. And John was in the wilderness. Listen, John didn't care what, what political party you were part of. He called him a fornicator, an adulterer. It's not right that you could have your brother Philip's wife. And he went and preached that, and Herod was angry at him. Had him thrown in prison. And you know how the story goes. Herod, it was his niece, that's what it was. Heronius was his brother Philip's wife, which Herod had took. And his niece went, and he, she pleased Herod. I don't know what she did. It, it, listen, it, it satisfied his lust. I'm a, I'll just be as blunt as you can put it. This girl was wicked. At the order of her mama, her mother, she had John the Baptist's head cut off. And you know what? God remembered it because they both, they both perished in their sin. And they're being judged for eternity for it right now. But John the Baptist preached the message of holiness. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. See, that's not, listen, you don't even use that in the modern church. They, they won't even talk about the word sin or holy or, you know, none of that. They won't talk about hell. You ever stop and, I don't encourage you, but listen to some of these preachers. I, I, I was sitting in anger. Jan said, you better turn it off. Your blood pressure is going to go up. It does go up because it angers me. It's a righteous anger. We're supposed to be telling people about Jesus. We're supposed to be telling people how to live a holy and a just life. And preachers out there saying, you're really a good person. <laughs> listen. I ain't going to mention that boy from uh, uh, Houston, Texas. Turn around, and he's with Ophrah. Man, he's a, he's a, um, thousands of people go to his church. I'm good. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm, I'm beautiful. I said, man, <laughs> something is wrong. When the Bible says there's none good, not one. <laughs> he's talking about the world. None that seek it after God. If you're seeking self-glory, you better get off your pedestal real hard because God's going to knock you off of it. He's going to put it down. There's not a man that ever stood up and blasphemed the name of God that didn't face his judgment. Not one. But we're living in a new time, right? We're living in an enlightened age, they like to call it. We're not going to make people feel guilty anymore about sin. We're just going to tell people how good they are, how every day is a Friday, and everything is wonderful, and your life is good. If you're not born again, you're going to hell. I'm not going to lie to you. If you're not serving God, if you're not obeying the Lord, you're not going to see Jesus. See, that's not popular in the church, but it's the truth. Because holy, or holiness is something that God demands and commands us to be. For it said, without holiness, no man shall see God. Now, you know, that's, that don't necessarily mean you're perfect. You hear what I'm saying? Because people feel condemned and say, I'll never be what God's. Listen, you're on the process. Listen, I said it uh, 
today. I'm going from faith to faith. The closer I get to Jesus, the more righteous, the more holy I'm getting. And it's not to be self-righteous and make myself sound more holy than anybody else. That's a personal thing between me and God. I have to get to that place. Like this morning, I was hearing God all over the place in my spirit. Because I made a conscious decision that I'm going to speak to him. I'm going to search him. I want to see what he wants from me. Not what men think of me. If I can line my life according to God's word and God's holiness, I'm going to make it. You hear what I'm saying? I'm going to make it because God said so. Because God spoke it. If God spoke it, then it's right. Come on, somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost. If God said it, it's right. If men say something and it contradicts the Lord, who's wrong? Man. Men says today that if you're a boy, you can be a girl if you want to be. Men say if you want to murder your little baby, you can murder it before it's born. Men say, listen, you, you don't work, we're going to give you everything. When the Bible says a man don't work, you need. Everything you see in modern society is contradicting the word of God. Some of the most blasphemous things that used to make us blush. I told Janice that this morning. Nobody blushes anymore. Things that used to make us all blush, we accept it so easily today. I'm going to tell you right now, as God is in my spirit, man, I'm never going to accept the murdering of an unborn child. You can forget it. I'm not going to sit there and watch women's breasts sticking out of their, shirt, their shirts right on television. You know, rated that, one time that was rated R. That was, that was something. Listen, that one time that was something you would never allow in your house. Now we just open it and wash it like it's nothing. The shame, the, the sin, the wickedness that's out there. We better be holy. We better fix our eyes on the Lord. I'm not just talking. Each one of us as individuals, as Christians, are responsible for our walk with the Lord. Verse 5 says this in uh, chapter 5, verse 20. Woe to those that call evil good and good evil. My God, that sounds like we're reading today's newspaper, right? Everything that is just, the world laughs at and mocks. Everything that is holy, they want to shove it under the rug somewhere and say, we don't want to hear nothing about God. We don't want to hear nothing about sin. We don't want to hear nothing about repentance. We are our own gods. Yeah, you're right. And you're going to face it one day too. Because the God you're going to meet one day is going to show you who is God. Judgment is coming. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. My God, what's wrong? I'm going to share something with you. As your pastor, and listen, I'm not being arrogant and saying that. I have a responsibility to tell you what the word says, right? We could fill this church up in a month. We just do what everybody else is doing. God help me. I don't want, I'd rather have just you and be able to preach the gospel. Then have a church full of sweet manby-pamby Christians that don't want to hear the gospel. Because I'm not going to stop preaching what God gave me. That's me, okay? Because I believe it's the Holy Ghost. I believe God wants us to live a holy and a just life. 
you have to make a decision today. That's why I try to keep the gospel personal because if you can see that's the relationship between you and God, your relationship between you and the Lord, I can't put holiness into you. <laughs> Come on. I can't make you believe, all right? The only one that can do that is the Lord and the power of the Holy Ghost and you because you got to receive it, right? It says, I'm getting tangled up. <laughs> Listen to this, and here you tell me, woe to men mighty at drink, drinking wine. Woe to men validly for mixing, and that's talking about alcohol, all right? Man, you, you, we got more festivals over here than fleas on a dog, man. And what's the main emphasis upon that? And you know what? Most of the time it's backed up by religion. The mighty sea. You know what I'm saying? Who pushes most of those festivals? The Catholic Church. But you see, you can go to that and still live in sin. That's all right. No, it ain't all right. Because God's going to judge it. Let me, show, let me just tell you something. Drinking is a sin. Alcohol is a sin in any shape, form, or, you know. People say, don't you drink off medicine? Well, that's... <laughs> That's not alcohol. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're drinking alcohol to get drunk. You're drinking alcohol to, to, to it's destroying you. Most people die of liver disease and, and, and internal damage over alcohol and nicotine and all these things that are not, that's hurting you. God doesn't want that for your life. It's sin. God wants to change you. God wants you to grow. God wants to, the power is not in you to give up these things. Let me see. Let me correct myself because most people say, well, are you living a perfect life? No, I have problems. But one thing I made my mind up, I'm not going to justify my sin. Because if it's sin, in the eyes of God, it's sin. Come on, somebody. And I have to, I have to, I have to, I have to change my life. I have to let God come in and, 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 and fatten my life according to his word. Woe unto them. A mighty man at drink, uh, drinking wine. Woe unto man valid for mixing, intoxicating drink. I'm reading the New King James, okay? Who justifies the wicked for bribes. They, they take money and take away justice from the righteous man. Listen, it's happening right now. We got our own politicians right now are being bribed, bought, and paid for, and selling mean you out. That's sin, okay? God is going to judge that one day. God is a holy God. God is a righteous God. Everything, I feel the presence. God, everything judged is going to be judged according to God's holiness. You hear what I'm saying? Because according to what God says, it's just. According to what God says, it's right. right? If, God don't, if God don't say it's, it's right, it's not right. Can't, you can't justify your sin if God calls it sin. It's not going to change it. You can't say, well, it's not sin because I think it's not sin. I don't care what you think. If it's, if it's sin, it's sin. Lying is a sin. Fornication is a sin. Adultery is a sin. Drinking, dr drunkenness is a sin. I told somebody today, it gets me so angry when I think about that. They say, well, what if I just have a few? Why in the world would I want to give money to a, a murdering organization like the Budweiser and Slit Company so they can kill lives, take my money and go buy something to support to keep them people going? It's sin. 
I didn't write that. You just read it. Whoa. Unto them that take strong drink or mighty men that go to drinking. It's a sin. But what about the holy God we serve? Okay, I'm not going to keep you too long. <laughs> man, I tell you what, this stuff turns in you, man. <laughs> Listen, it's not going to change because a man says it. You can book on it. It's not going to change because I say it. If I get up tomorrow and say, well, you can drink, that's fine. That's okay. God's not going to judge. I'd be lying to you. Right? If I tell you something, God is contrary to God's word, I'm a liar. I'm responsible for everything that comes, I say, behind this pulpit. And believe me, I don't want to be on the bad side of the Lord, okay? I want to preach what God says to preach. If you like it, fine. If it makes you uncomfortable, fine. If it leads you more closer to the Lord, fine. Verse chapter 6 real quick. I'm going to show you something. And again, I brought this up a while back, and I want to bring it up for the, for the purpose of holy, okay? When, uh, when Isaiah, you know, he saw the Lord on his throne. <laughs> Man, I, I mean, he saw the Lord. He's looking at the Lord sitting on his throne. And the Bible says the train... Fill the house. God's robe fill the house. And that to me represents the glory of God. You know what I'm saying? Isaiah's looking at this. And look, he's shaking in his boots. <laughs> the pulses of the, were shaking. Man, how do you like to have a revival like that? <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> the windows are shaking. The, the walls are shaking. <laughs> God's glory fills that house. And he's looking at that and he's and he looking. All he can say, God. And this was a prophet. A holy man of God. He said, I'm a man of unclean lips. How can I stand before a holy God like this and live? The prophet Isaiah. <laughs> I mean, God's like this, man. We buddies. No, you're not. God's not your buddy. Hallelujah. God's, you, God's not like this, praise God. This is a holy, powerful being, man. This, this, this thing we call God is glorious, man. You Don't tell me, me and God, we chum, we buddies. No, you're not God's buddy. <laughs> oh, come on. And you know, I hear people say, me and the big man upstairs. No. You, you, you. <laughs> he's not just a big man upstairs, but he's he's big man everywhere. <laughs> Sitting on the cosmos, man. <laughs> you know how big he is? The size and glory and power he possesses, you're not his buddy. <laughs> you only can meet him based on grace, right? Because don't go to God with all your, your special uh, attributes and, uh, and you, you, you this and you that. And you, he'll kick you out. He'll say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. My Lord, I feel it, praise God. The angels in heaven. While Isaiah is looking, said this in verse 3. And one cried to another. This is the angels. Holy. <laughs> holy. Holy. How many know if God says something three times, it's pretty, pretty, pretty important, right? Yeah. 
Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. He's righteous. He's holy. I said it earlier, that holiness reflects God's character. What is God like? Do you know? Do you know what God's like? What his character is like? We never think about it. Well, all we know is God is love. That's all we know. But my Bible says God hates the hands that shed it. Oh, God don't hate it. Well, the Bible says he does. He hates a proud look. He hates a lying tongue. He hates he that sowed discard among the brethren. Well, I thought he was all love. No, he's not all love. The Bible says he can hate. Hates hands. What are those hands connected to? The hands are, that I have people say, well, you know, we got all the gun crime. The gun never commit one crime. Never shot anybody. The gun don't get up by itself and say, I'm going to shoot somebody today. It takes a human heart. Come on, somebody. It takes a human heart to put it in his hand and go blow somebody's brains out. The gun never, we're going to outlaw guns like just outlaw knives and that's outlaw, outlaw cars and shovels and, uh, and whatever, hammers and whatever. Let's just, let's just do it all. The problem with America, it's an unholy nation. The problem with the people in the church, they're unholy. The problem with people out there, you know why, you know why they got so much money? Because the church has sat back and done nothing. We don't mention sin anymore. We don't mention the heart of man anymore. Now they're doing exactly, listen, when the church stood up in this nation, at one time in this nation, the, the gospel was revered. Presidents went sought godly counsel from preachers, not the Pope. Preachers. They sought answers from men of God. Now now you do that, they're going to ostracize you and throw you out of the White House or, 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 or throw you out of Congress or throw you out of your office. You call yourself a, a, a born-again Christian, they'll meet you to the ground, man. They'll bury you. But that's what this nation was founded upon, the holiness of God. Some of your biggest colleges, Harvard and Princeton, all Bible colleges, all started by Christians. With one goal is to propagate the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what those colleges were, were built for. You come, let unholy people control. You let unholy people come in. What happens? Well, look the fruit of it. Look, we got a president right now, but the unholiest president I think I ever saw. Because somebody didn't tell this man about Jesus. Preachers didn't have enough gall to tell him he was a sinner. Billy Graham had stood, I think he preached from everybody, from Roosevelt, Roosevelt to Obama. Counseled them. And everyone just about was unholy, ungodly. He could have told them, repent, get right with God. Didn't. Apparently, not one. We've then had liars and womanizers and baby murderers and everything take the office. You know why? Because the church did nothing. Preachers stopped telling people about it. When it burns me up, when I can see thousands and thousands of people sitting under some Joel Osteen or Kenneth Copeland. That burns me up. I said, what's wrong with these people? Don't they read their Bible? Come on. 
You know, that's what they're not doing. They're not reading the Bible. Because these men are not telling them to turn from their sin. They won't even mention the word. One of them said, I'm a motivator. Well, you ain't a preacher then. I'm an encourager. You're not a preacher. You need to get out from behind that pulpit and put somebody out. Let somebody get that can preach it. Unholy. I'm going to tell you something right now. <laughs> and if they'll get anything this morning, God's going to judge you based on his holiness. And what did you do with Jesus? <laughs> He's not going to judge you. I like you when you come to church. I love seeing people come to church. But it's not going to be judged whether you go to church or not. Or if you speak in tongues or not. Or if you, or, or you prophesy. It's going to be based on the holiness of God. And whether that blood is over that doorpost in your life. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Whether that blood of Jesus is over the doorpost in your house. You better go back and I better go back and say, God, is the blood over my doorpost? Am I living a godly life? Am I living a holy life? Holy. <laughs> I'm not going to keep you much longer, I promise, okay? But I want to get this out, out of the Spirit of God. Listen, it's... it's, it's it's uh, uh, living a sin, sinless life. And what does that mean? People say, I, nobody can live without sin. Don't tell me you can't. Sin is a choice that you make. I can choose to lie if I want, but I'm going to pay for it. I can choose to steal. I can choose to hurt my wife. She can choose to hurt me. You can choose to hurt your wife, whatever. That's in the human heart. The human heart, the flesh, doesn't want to do God's will. Come on, somebody. The flesh doesn't want to obey God. The flesh doesn't want to go to church. The flesh doesn't want to pray. The flesh doesn't want to open that book and read that Bible. The flesh doesn't want to obey God. Amen or ouch or something. Somebody say something. Let me know you're here. Amen. <laughs> All right. Watch. What is the whole? You know what God's calling us to? And listen, and I hear nobody's perfect. God is calling us to perfection. When you got born again, it started a brand new walk. And every day, every month, every year you live on this planet, you're getting closer to God. And what's happening? Listen, I, I see some stuff. <clears throat> uh, when I first started, when I never saw it was sin. But when the more I get closer to that light, like I said, I can see it. <clears throat> I don't want to watch TV no more. I'm getting to the point where I just want to turn the stupid thing off. Because it doesn't, I can't watch the news. It seems like they, you get lies and corruption. I can't watch preachers. A lot of them is just lies and, 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 and corruption. The only one I feel like watching sometimes is Brother Swagger and him. And I'll be honest with you. And I tell you what, if they ever get off the track, I'm going to cut them off too. But it has to be that I'm learning. You're learning. We got, listen, what's, what, is, what is more perfect in the eyes of God? His word, right? What is more perfect in, in the child of God? His word. That's, that's where we got to be. <clears throat> we got to be in the will of God, right? Do you know what the will of God is? Do you know? His word is his will. <laughs> you just got to do what that book says, <laughs> right? Love Jesus with all your heart, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor. That's what he commands us, Okay. I'm going to read, I think I got, I know I'm going to finish, but I'm going to just turn with John chapter, 1 John chapter 1 verse 5, and that's all we're going to go with this morning, okay? John, 1 John, 1 John, I know I have it in here somewhere, 
It's in my Bible. <laughs> All right, First John. First John. Let me get to it. Uh, God's desire for you is to live a holy life, right? How many believe that? Now, he's not wanting you to live a self-righteous life. Now, what I'm saying by that, when I, when I mean that, <clears throat> you're not supposed to judge everybody based on you. And there's nothing wrong with judging. When you judge things based on the word of God, then you're judging right, right? We hear by, uh, you, you, the Bible says you're not to judge. It doesn't say that. Because it says you've got to first take the speck out of your own eye. You, I can't judge you for being a liar or something else or a thief or if I'm doing it, right? But that's what self-righteousness does. It judges people based on, you know, on, on their holiness. <clears throat> I'm only responsible to tell you what God is, right? If I go to you, Yvette, and I say, Yvette, uh, you know, uh, this, the Bible says this. Says, well, I don't, I, I'm going to keep it. I, li I like what I'm doing. But what are you doing? If I tell you something, I'm not, Yvette's not doing nothing that I know of. <laughs> but anyway, I go, I go tell Yvette something, and, and she says, well, I, I like that. I'm going to keep it. Well, you just told, told big God, disobey God. Not me. If I can come to you with the word of God and call, show you it's sin, then I'll just walk out, and that's between you and God, right? And she can make a conscious decision and say, well, I'm going to do it anyhow. <laughs> right? <laughs> then Yvette and God's in trouble. Yvette's in trouble with the Lord. Listen, I've been got rebuked by low people. <laughs> people that, and they were right, but I found my own self-righteous self. Said, man, you know, they don't go to church, man. They don't do that stuff, and, and they don't do what I do. Come on, be for real, man. God chose a donkey <laughs> to rebuke a man. Chose a rooster to convict the hell out of Peter. Thought he, Peter thought he knew himself. I'll go die with you, Lord. He said, this night before you, you're going to even deny three times you ever knew. Not me, Lord. Not, I'll die with you. Well, guess what was happening? Just a few hours later, Peter was denying the Lord. Right? <laughs> Okay. Me, the people that Jesus gave more creed to, the more amazed him more was the with pagans. <laughs> remember, remember, talked about the satyrian last time. He was marvel that she just said a word, Jesus, and my servant's gonna be healed. His own people, his own the people that was supposed to be waiting for him, denied him. And verse 5 says this, and, I, and this is a message. Listen, if you want fellowship with the Lord, if you want to know that God is speaking to you, this is the way to do it, okay? This is John telling us this, the, the, the love preacher, right? Because John talked more about the love of God than, than any, any other preacher, any other minister. Because he says here, this is the message which we have heard from him and declare unto you. What he was saying, this is what we're going to preach to you, all right? This is, this is his message. Now listen, he's telling, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to declare something. This is the message we receive from the Lord. Right? And he says here, that God is light, and in him is no darkness. <laughs> There's no sin in God. 
God has no sin. So if you're going to talk to the Lord, your heart has to be made right. There's sin in your life. You have to repent of it. Listen, I'm constantly checking my life every day. And I find that there's some things I don't like. Till I'm going to hear from the Lord, i got to get those things right. And I noticed that the minute God shows me something, I repent of it, he speaks. Come on, somebody. The more I get it right, he speaks. The more I acknowledge my sin, he speaks. I don't want to be an unbeliever. I don't want to doubt God's word. I want to live a holy and a just life. I want to follow the Lord. I don't want to follow a bunch of idiots out there think they know better than God. They don't. You're going to tell people that you, you ain't going to mention sin in your church? And here he says here, if you, don't, if you walk in darkness, you can't even talk to God. <laughs> That's what he said. Light can't have fellowship with darkness, right? Just motivating them, making them feel good about that, ain't going to get it done. There has to be a heart change, all right? I thought about something, and I'm going to share something. Listen, take it on a personal basis. I had to take it. If there's no change in your life till you came to Christ, you ain't never been born again. Oh, Watch. If, they, if you're still the same way, you still talk and act and sing the same songs and listen to the same this. And, if, and listen, I don't care how many times you say a sinner's prayer. If there's no change, there's no God. Right? I have changed. My wife's a testimony. My mom is a testimony. Something happened in my life. I got born again. And I'm hope so you too. But if there's no change in your life, if you haven't changed, if you haven't drawn away from this world, if you haven't pulled away from the things of sin, there's no God. Listen, moral people think, well, if I, I just live a moral life, I'm going to heaven. That's not true. Because if it ain't fixed in the Lord, if your moral life ain't fixed in what God's teaching you, because you got a lot of good, moral, sincere people in hell today. Because they depended on their own goodness, right? They depended on their own light. They're their own, they're the, listen, if there's no light, if there's no light in your life, you can't talk to the Lord. God is not going to fellowship with you, right? And I'm almost finished, y'all. That God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with God and walk in darkness or sin, we lie. <laughs> you reading the same Bible I'm reading? If we say we have fellowship with God and walk in sin, we lie. It's not, it's not there. You're not fellowship with the God of this Bible, okay? And he says, and do not practice the truth. If we walk in the light as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sin. If we say we have no sin, now that's the problem that most people got. They got the sinless perfection people. Oh, we don't sin. We don't, have, we, don't have, we don't sin. That's a lie. Because if we say we don't have any sin, we're lying. <laughs> Come on, somebody. If we say we can fellowship with God in sin, we lie. If we say we don't have no sin, then we lie again. If we're not practicing the truth in the Lord, we'll die and go to hell. Come on, somebody. Listen, if you're not walking with a heart's desire for God, if there hasn't been a change in your life, you're not saved. Come on, Jesus, hallelujah. That's an old-fashioned message, Lawrence. That somebody not going to be, nobody wants to preach anymore. Change my heart, oh God. 
Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like, how are you going to be like God without being holy? <laughs> Come on. How are you going to be like God without living a righteous life? You know, we have some grandchildren. I look at Isaac's little girl. I remember when she was born. I, I, I said, I came to my house. I said, Isaac, is she walking yet? Yeah. But she had to crawl first. <laughs> right? She had to start on the, on the floor. <laughs> on her back. <laughs> she don't walk. She don't, she's not on her back no more. But she had to learn how to walk. Huh? I had to learn how to walk. And you know what? It started with one message at a time, one, one faith at a time, one, one just constantly being faithful, being where God wanted me to be, and hearing the gospel. I grew up in this church as a Christian. Like I say, a lot of times I would never, ever take it for granted. I don't take the men of God that were here for granted. I don't take this ministry for granted. I don't, because it, 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 what was spoken here is not the building itself. But the word that was spoken changed my life. And I'll go back to it a lot of times. I find myself going back to I remember Brother So-and-so. I remember that. Just go back. Not going back into sin, but going back to what I, I have to first remind myself what I was taught. And what changed my life. Right? Nothing wrong with doing that. Nothing wrong with going back and saying, I remember brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, and pastor so-and-so said this. Thank God for the truth, eh? Okay, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, there's the key. <laughs> there's the way to get to God. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to do what? To cleanse us from some of our unrighteousness. No. All our unrighteousness. Come on, Holy Ghost. And if we say that we have not sinned, we're perfect. We, we don't have no reason to sin. We don't have no reason to repent. You know what I'm saying? I, I have not sinned. Well, you lie and it's not true. We make him a liar. And the word is not in us. <laughs> you have to turn there. I'm going to read it for you real quick. In chapter, uh, verse 15 of chapter 2, he says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For, come on, somebody. What is the world? Sister Kathy, Brother Mike asked me before he died. And I remember that so well. He said, Lenny, what does the world mean? And all I could come up and I shared with him, I said, Brother Mike, the only thing I could see is anything that's opposite from the Lord is the world. Anything that's not what God says is the world. And I'm talking about spiritual stuff, okay? If I know sin is sin and I'd say, well, I, I don't believe it's sin. I, I think I'm going to do it. Then I defy God's word. I, I disobey God, the holy God that said it was sin. Who am I to tell God what's sin and what's not? I'm the one in trouble, not him. <laughs> I'm the one who needs his grace. <laughs> I'm the one who needs his mercy. I'm the one who needs forgiveness. I won't get to heaven without that. Without God's great forgiveness. If I turn around and call, you know, and, and 
And say, uh, I have not sinned, and I make him a liar. And the truth is not in me, right? What is the world? You know what, ask yourself, we, we, we talk about that a lot, right? I don't want to be part of the world. Well, what do you know? Well, I'm not going to work on a hijab. I'm not going to do. That's not what he's talking about. The world is anything that contradicts God's word. And when you look on the television, you see the junk that's going on. That's the world. That's preaching another gospel, another Jesus, right? And in your heart, you have to know enough of the word to define what is sin. What's the message that they're giving you? Listen, I don't encourage you. I'm, I'm, I'm fixing to turn it off completely. Thank God we still got a little bit of stuff we can watch. But, man, it's getting bad. It's getting real bad. It's defining, blaspheming the Lord. If you ever sat down and watched The Simpsons, you better repent. That is about the most blasphemous program on television. They mock God. They mock Jesus. They, t- they defy the Bible. They, they blaspheme. The, listen, that, I, I don't want to be the man that's making that show. Because somebody is going to die. Come on, somebody. Somebody, somebody don't repent. Something's going to happen. Because you do not mock the word of God. You do not defy God's word. You do not stand up and blaspheme the name of Jesus. Because it's coming. Love not the world, neither things in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Again, I'm going to define the world for anything that is not totally against God. Anything that's drawing you away from the Lord. Anything that draws you away from Christ is the world. Right? We take the world, we we take the planet. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about society. He's talking about what the world is doing. Anything the world is, 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 you're in love with this world. You know, we're having one of the biggest religious days in a couple of days. The Super Bowl. That's That's not a religion. Yes, it is. It is a religion. It is, you're going to have people out there. They won't go to church to save their life, but they'll go dress half naked and paint themselves blue and put cheese on their head. And, and, and you're worshiping their God. I'm not against people that want to watch sports. That's, but when it comes down to worshiping this thing, come on, serious. Who the heck's going to care who won the Super Bowl a year from now? What, what, what soul will it save? What, what, what body would it heal? What, what life would it change? And again, I'm not against people that want to watch. That's them. It's their conviction. You know what I'm saying? You know, but the thing is, I'm not, listen, I used to be bound up by that stuff. Seriously. I couldn't sleep if the Saints lost a football game. Now it don't bother me whether they leave New Orleans or not. Because <laughs> I realized in my heart that I was worshiping this stuff. It's the world. And I got, I got, I got too much life to live and too much God to serve to let something like that hinder me, Okay. And again, I'm not against people that watch it. I'm saying? And that's not what I'm talking about. If that, if that infiltrates your mind, if that's what you're looking up to, if coming to church, you got to drag your feet. If you're coming to hear the gospel, you got to strain yourself to come, but you can sit down for three hours and watch <laughs> some knuckleheads take one, one of, uh, a pigskin and, uh, or whatever it is, drag it up and down a field and call that wonderful. That's just something wrong. Right? It's just something wrong. We got to focus on what God says, okay? I mean, can you stand up a minute if you can? I want to ask you. If you was in a court of law, so you put you on, they put you on trial, and 
They wanted to convict you for being a Christian. Could they do it? <laughs> if they, do they have enough evidence to convict you of the crime of Christianity? Could they do it? And they'll say, well, I know you went to church. We followed you. I know you, I know you read your Bible. You know you got on the phone. Every time you, I like to read my Bible on the phone. I have a little Bible. I read it. it I just listen sometimes. And, and, and we know we've picked it up through the Internet or whatever, whatever you do. We know, we know how many times you read the Bible. So don't tell me you're not a Christian. Boy, I went because my wife went. My husband went. <laughs> I was just trying to be a good person and help me. But could they convict you to being, of being holy? Could they find enough evidence to convict you for being a Christian? Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Father God, for this morning. Yes. Father, I thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost that's here this morning to change our lives. Lord, I just thank you that you're going to do a mighty work in this church and in the people here, Lord God. That, that we're going to live a holy and a just life in the name of Jesus.